Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This podcast is about sex. If you're faint-hearted or easily offended, you might not want to listen, but you should. Join me, Tracy Cox, and Kelsey Chittick as we share honest and real sex advice on this award-winning podcast. Tracy is an international sex educator and author of lots of books about sex and relationships. Kelsey is a podcaster, comedian, and author who is getting out of her comfort zone both in the bedroom and in these conversations. Each week, we answer three anonymous sex and relationship questions sent in by you, our listeners. And nothing is off limits. Here's Sex Talk. Welcome, everybody, to Sex Talk. And I have Sex Talk, sorry, not Sex Talk. And I've just been reading a very interesting study, Kelsey, which I, I think is a bit, it's quite interesting. So there's been research done that if men... In order for men to cut the risk of prostate cancer by one third, they have to ejaculate 21 times a month. Easy. Peasy, Japanesey. No problem. Right. Okay. But when you think about it, right, so they did young men. So what they did, I thought, well, how did they figure this out? So they got a group of young men and then they did the next stage group and they did the next stage group. They looked at how many times people ejaculated. And then they looked at their prostate risk by the time they got to the age where the prostate risk is high, right? Because obviously you don't get it when you're young. And see, 28 ejaculations when you're young, easy. You know, with masturbation, sex, you know, easy peasy. But when you're in your 50s, I don't know any men that ejaculate 21 times a month. I I don't. don't. No, I don't think when you're in your 50s. But I do think, and I've been following this, I can't even remember her name on Instagram, but I do, I am starting to believe that the the power and the healing of having orgasms and that release is oh, yeah. is a definite health benefit that a lot of people have just turned off completely. Mm. I mean, this whole woman, especially is like, for men, you know, yeah, they they their risk of the more orgasms you have as a man, the heart attack goes down. I mean, orgasms for everybody. Your longevity goes up. Your skin's right. better. Your blood pressure's down. Your stress levels are down. Sex is so good for you. Or orgasm is so good for you. Right. But look at how look at how I'm glowing. Look how I'm glowing. <laughs> no, but I, it's men in particular. Yeah, and I think, but then I think there's this whole other thing. I remember before Nate would play in like big football games in the NFL, he wouldn't want to have an orgasm because he wanted to store up all of that pent up anger and anxiety or desire, Mm -hmm. whatever it was. So I think it's interesting. Whereas for women, I think we are so uptight and we're so stressed and we're so neurotic Mm -hmm. that every time you are able to have an orgasm and kind of release some of that, it really does. Mm -hmm. It's a health, a huge health benefit. I've been following that protocol. Stressed and neurotic. (laughs) Well, I mean, yes. I mean, every every woman I know is an absolute nutcase. But maybe I'm with. Maybe I have the wrong group of friends. Uptight, yeah, successful say, women. Actually, I think we do carry, we we worry about things more than men do. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just think that it's a, it's an un, unused health benefit. And we definitely mm. were not taught that growing up. We weren't taught no. that a sexual, a, a healthy relationship with sex and 
masturbation is a really good thing. You know, God didn't put it there for nothing. He wasn't like, oopsie daisy. I can't believe that worked. Put a clitoris. Right. That's funny. And I can, and you can do it on your own. Like, I just don't, it's, it's crazy to think that we would just bypass that gift that we were given. But I didn't realize this until I was 40. So who am I to say? Never mind. Okay. Lots of people listening will probably be exactly the same. Okay. Seriously. Most, I mean, my mum, I don't think, discovered her, she had a clitoris until she was about 45. Well, no, no one idea. talked about it. Yeah, no. no one no one spoke about it. If you again, I don't understand how we teach people to drive, we teach people to do all these, you know, jobs mm. and we teach you how to hold a baby and we teach you we go to a birthing class, but you learn nothing about this. Nothing. Mm. So but that's why we have Tracy Cox. Well, that's exactly right. And that's why I'm, I was called Tracy Cox, because I was put on this earth to do this. Obviously. I mean, who has that last name and does what you do? It's a miracle. <laughs> God is in God is in you. Okay, this these three questions that we have from listeners today is basically three questions I've been wanting to ask you off air. So here we are and we're going to go for it. All right. First question. I've always wanted to visit a high-end sex club and now my relationship has finished. Now is a good time to do it. Thing is, I have no clue where to start to find one. I don't want anywhere tacky or sleazy. I'm a straight woman, though I do confess I'm a little bi-curious. Right. I'm not a little bi-curious, but all the other stuff works for me. Right. Well, Full disclosure, I have never been to a sex club, shocking as that sounds. No, I haven't. But what I have been is to loads of sex expos, which are trade shows, where I used to get dragged along with my um, love honey who make my sex toy ranges, and you have to go and stand there and say what your product's like. And and it's, it's basically like a little sex show. There is all sorts of stuff going on. Quite shocking stuff, let me tell you. So I feel like I have gone, and also I've had so many friends go to Killing Kittens, What's which that? is a very it's a very upmarket um, club in London where it was probably one of the first upmarket sex clubs in its time. You had to apply to get into it. It was very much what you looked like. It was quite a thing to get into the parties. Everyone wore a mask. Um, you had to wear gorgeous underwear. It was all in a fabulous venue, and I think it's still like that. So that's one in London that you could aim for. But I think that. She's definitely hit it on the head with the right time doing it when you're single. I think that's a very good thing. And also think about before you even start searching what sort of club appeals, because believe me, there is a sex club for everything, especially in a big city there is. And that's my other thing. If you're in the country, the person who's asked this, think about the closest city to you that's easy to get to because you'll have so much more choice and it will be a lot more anonymous because a sex club in a small town is going to have people that you're going to run into. It's like, oh, hi, Barb and John. Like, you don't really want that to happen at Sex Club. So head for a big city. And all I did, so I thought, right, okay, imagine I was looking for one in London. I typed in best sex club in London. And then it throws up a list of all the, you know, the reviews on it or the stories on it, the feature articles, and they were the most helpful. And because you just look for the publication that you trust, that's sophisticated, that you know is sort of aimed at your sort of person. And then, you know, they then I typed in chic or luxury and it basically chucked up the same stuff. So that will that so just go for if you're somebody who reads, you know, Tatler review, somebody who reads, you know, Forbes or something, they will have done stories on this. It's very much the thing to do at the moment. So that's your biggest clue. Then go onto the website. You can judge a lot by website. Look at their code of conduct. What's their safe sex policy? What's their, what's their drunk policy? The, the stricter they are on all of this, the better the club will be. And then, you know, look at who's going to, you know, what sort of qualifications you have to enter. Would you have to look a certain way? Um, And also, most importantly, can you just watch and not participate? 
Because if you have to participate, it's a swingers club, and that's a whole different story. We can talk about that later, actually. Um, Now, I looked up, and also it's okay to to sort of call them up and just ask some questions. Perfectly fine. You'll soon get a, if you do all this, you will get a, a sort of reading of what kind of club this is. And especially if you look at the feature stories on them, because when they let journalists in, they tend not to be tacky. If they're tacky, they don't let the journalists in. But I looked up the most famous sex clubs in the world that are still going. Kit Kat Club in Berlin, which is, you know, I went to Berlin recently. That's yeah. that's by far one. That, have you heard of that before you even went there? Before, I'm sorry, when I mentioned that I went there? No. I didn't go to this club. I just went to Berlin. But every single person went, oh, did you go to the Kit Kat club? So it's it's got like a bondage room, four dance floors, very gay men, and very, you you cannot walk in looking normal. You have to have some kind of like quite outlandish outfit. But then something now, have you heard of this? SNCTM. Have you heard of that? SNCTM. I can't even work out what it stands for. There's one in New York, L.A., I, yes. M- Moscow, yes. Miami. I've actually we just talked we just talked about this. It's super high end. It's mask included. Yeah. And it's like a show, very classy, but you do not have to participate, but it's very curated. Like right. the people are curated, the activities are curated. It's very like a show more than it yeah. I think. Well, I it think. says it's the thing says it's for like-minded libertines and I thought well, that tells you everything. What does that mean? Well, it's like an old-fashioned term for people who are very open-thinking. Oh, great. And supportive of intelligent, intriguing women. It says it does black tie, erotic masquerades, teachers fetish and exotic art. So that sort of thing. Something called, which I have heard of this club, I've read a lot about this club, um, Le Le Chandelier, which is, I think, Le Chandelier in Paris, does regular orgies, very chandelier-driven locations, high-end you have to look a certain way, um, primarily at straight couples and bisexual women. But most of these clubs are, by the way. When you go in, you'll see a lot of women on their own and straight couples. Just so you know, from my perspective, an orgy mm. is my nightmare. Like, I think of like Burning Man. We have that out here. Like piles yeah, of yeah, naked yeah. people. Oh, really? Do they do orgies at Burning Man? Oh, yeah. And and just so you know, like that's that makes me feel... Yeah, it makes me I don't feel think sweaty. Any of these will have. Yeah, I mean, I don't need that. Of, yeah, it's too many, too many parts and too many people can be overwhelming. I think that killing kittens because I've had a few girlfriends go there that appealed to me the most because you walk around. Everybody can't looks wait hot. to go with you on a field trip for the podcast. <laughs> Everyone looks hot. No one's. It's not like big orgy. Nothing's really tacky. There are private rooms if you want to go off and have sex with who? It's, who do you have sex with? Other people that you meet like at the club. She ended up. She was she was there for a work thing. She's a journalist, and she ended up um, kissing some woman. She had no intention of participating. She ended up kissing a woman. She said it was so sexy, and she just came back and um, had enough fantasy material in her head to last for her about years. fifty years. That's <laughs> yeah. actually that's great because you know and the that's tape. Kind of why you want to go, isn't it? Yeah, because I think that's part of what happens in marriage when you have kids. You're, you're, we always talk about this. Like when you first get married, you still have a Rolodex of like your high school boyfriend and hookups that you had in college that you can kind of go back to to remember what it felt like to be alive and to mm. feel something <laughs> in your private parts. So when you're like 10 years into a marriage, you realize like you've gone through the Rolodex a thousand times. It's not even working anymore. Like there's nothing. So now you're like trying to like think the guy, like the, the security guard at your office 
Well, that's well, why that work porn, so you could have right. But there's you, it's so much better if you have a real person to think yeah, about that yeah. you had an experience with. So I think that's why a lot of people around the age of 40, 45 go like, maybe I could use just a different visual that's classy mm. and respectful, but something that could light me up a little bit. And lots of couples go. I'm just thinking, thought of something else. There's a place in London called the Torture Garden. I don't like and that. It's no, but it's it's quite fun. And that was going to be my other point was think about how serious she wants to be because something like the torture garden is, I mean, loads of friends just get together, dress up in leather, go along. They do fashion shows. They do kinky exhibitionism. There's, it's, no, it's, like, it's quite entertaining and mild and you definitely don't have to participate. So there's that end of it. Killing kittens is a little bit more serious, but still you could wander around and do nothing other than just look. Are you a are you a dresser upper? Do you like are you someone who like does lingerie or would like would put I on leathers? To. I used to. I could I see you in got leather. Less into it. <laughs> you look like a leather. I tried girl. the old leather. Yeah, I have. I bet I'm you thinking have. back to to um to even dressing up for um parties and stuff like you know fancy dress parties. Yeah, I've worn a bit of corsets and leather and stuff like that. I've got to get it together. I got to get it together. <laughs> you look great. But actually, my friends went to the Torch Club recently. They said, do you want to come? And I was like, oh, my God, I've got nothing to wear. No way. But they went and they looked fantastic and had a ball. But if you do want to go with a partner, by the way, can I just say, please, if you are going to go with a partner, you have to talk things through and make rules before you go. You really do. And you have to, I mean, I would never participate the first time. If I was going with a partner, I'm talking not a casual partner, I'm talking someone you love. The rule number one for the first visit, do not participate, just look and then leave and don't get drunk. Look and leave and don't get drunk. Those are words to live by. Look and leave and don't get drunk. Yeah, because that, usually that's just enough. Like that you said, it's filling up the Rolodex. It's giving you new sort of feasts for the eyes. And then if you're really into it and you both can handle it, then go back and have sex. But that would be my take. Brilliant. I actually, I've been, we've been started talking about this and I think, I don't know. It's interesting. I I, I wonder if I'll ever get to one. I won't tell you. Go I that Maybe SNCTM. I'll tell you. I don't know. Oh gosh. I'm already nervous just thinking about it. <laughs> I'm not a good dresser upper and I feel like you have to be kind of someone who's into costumes, but anyway, I'm changing. So who knows? I might be there next week. I'll let you know. Here okay. we go. All right. Next question. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh God, these are all so, so close to people's hearts. Okay, I just, I've just got married to a man I've been with for five years. We have pretty decent sex, but I worry it's not that spontaneous. We do it once or twice a week on roughly the same days. Is it a bad sign that we aren't overcome with lust at other times? The answer, sweetie, is you're as normal as every single other 
woman is. I would say better than normal. Better. Like the fact you, that was my marriage. That was my, that was right there for 20 years was what was just written there. Mm. It was fine. Five years years in. in. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people would kill to be in that position. She's having pretty decent sex and she's having regular sex. And also they, they might be what's called a controller sex personality. And these are people that like to have sex on the same days and have it the same way because familiarity is reassuring to them. They don't like change, find it stressful. And you would think that if you've got a very predictable sex life, that it's probably going to be boring as hell. But in fact, people with those sort of sex lives climax very easily because the brain, as we've talked about, likes the signposts along the way. It goes, oh, okay, it's Saturday night, it's 10 o'clock. She's moving into the bedroom. You know, she's taking off. She's putting on a nice nightie. She's, you know, whatever they're doing, right? And it can recognize recognize the signpost and so it's very easily triggers orgasms they tend to have a high orgasm rate and I think that we are obsessed with this as a a society with spontaneous sex and it absolutely riles me to the end because people say to me all the time oh sex at the beginning was so spontaneous and oh I, I really miss it and you think actually that is not true. We plan more for sex at the beginning than we do at any other time of our life. At 100%. the beginning, we're worried about, isn't it? We worry about what you're going to wear underwear, the music, we you know, the other bed linen. What, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? Maybe I'll try this trick. And if you want that sex back again, do all that again. Plan it. You're, that is so true. When you first start dating someone, you are constantly even communicating about when are we going to have sex again? It's Mm. the most scheduled you will ever be. The last time anyone just like rolled up on you in a bathroom at a restaurant is never, you know, like that doesn't happen. People think that's what the new part about sex is in relationships. No, you, it's actually that, that you prioritize sex more and you schedule it more in the beginning. It's less spontaneous because you are looking forward to it. So you, you make sure it gets to be done. Yeah. I think, I also think that we're overdoing this desire for lust. I just think everybody needs to understand that you you can't have everything. So you mm. can have this wonderful, committed, planned sex twice, once or twice a week, which is what we had. And I didn't love it or hate it. It just, it was a connection point. It was a connection point that made me, made me feel like I was giving him what he needed, that I, I was doing something that kept us physically connected. But did it blow my mind? Not one time. No, but you know what, Kelsey? I've got a sex therapist friend who, who who gets really wound up about people. She said, why is no one just happy with okay sex? Because what's wrong with okay sex? Why does it have to be mind-blowing sex? It's fine to have okay sex. Right, and it's like, it's like eating a meal. Like, you might have a really amazing dinner twice a year that just kind of mm. blows your mind. But most of the time, you're just glad you're eating. And eating's important and the meal's fine and it was good. And parts of it you like, parts of it you didn't. Sometimes Mm. you're not hungry at all. And it just, I think we have such a, because we don't talk about sex enough, because we romanticize it and put it in the movies with music, music helps. But the media we, portrayal of sex is disgusting. It's, it's ruined, always couples who've been together it. 20 years and ripping each other's clothes off spontaneously. Oh, come on. And if they would get their shit together and, and do a realistic version of sex, people would be so much better off. But then you we would, all compare ourselves to this. And yeah. that, that everyone else is having that. And it's like, they're not. I even get paranoid about it. And I know that people aren't having sex like that 20 years in, five years in. And and, and it's okay, too, if you're not having sex at all. If, you, if you've agreed upon that and you guys have this great relationship and you, I mean, my favorite thing to do is to touch feet with someone in bed. You stay on your side, but, but we're connected. So mm. it's more of figuring out if you 
think you should be having more sex, that's very different than you desiring to have more sex. So Mm -hmm. I think it's important that people check in and go, is this a thought that I'm having about something I should be doing? Or is this something that I really feel is missing in my life? Those are two different discussions. Yeah. And I think she's just saying, is this all right? You're all right, girl. She's in great shape. Don't worry. Do not worry at all. All you need to do is go to a sex club to get a new Rolodex. And <laughs> then you're going to take Actually, I'll me. I'll come as well. We'll all go. Oh, good. I can't wait. See you on the field trip to London, to the sex club, <laughs> to the Kit Kat, whatever the it's ki- called. No, the Killing Kittens. The Killy Kitten and the Chit Chat, whatever. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> you're doing great, sister. You're doing great. So enjoy. All right. Last question. Since my daughter was born, I've gone off sex altogether. I still enjoy cuddling, but when my partner tries to take it further, I end up pushing him away. I can tell he's getting frustrated with me, although he never says anything. I used to enjoy sex. What's gone wrong? Children. <laughs> oh my God. Are you kidding me? What's gone wrong? Is somebody just shot out of your vagina and you don't want anyone to shoot back in. It's just, it's just <laughs> exactly. how it works. Do you know um, you, women with young children are the biggest group of people who have the lowest desire and the lowest sexual satisfaction of all time? And it's, I mean, it's because biology doesn't want you to get back out and have hot sex so or it's trying to keep you to be caring for the baby so you're not it's not it doesn't want you to go out and make a new one it wants you to stay and look after that once you've got that against you and then I think that something happens with roles and I've had so many people talk about this and say they struggle with it where the minute you stop being lovers and you become a mum and a dad Lovers is sexy, isn't it? Even I mean, this can also happen when you get married. You know, it's like you're sort of se- you go from being sexy to like serious. We're parents. We're Mister and Missus, which is like throwing a bucket of cold water on the bed. You know, you need pleasure needs hedonism. It needs selfish, and you've got to be so unselfish when you've had kids. And also, there's this. You know, I think she there's this merging of roles where suddenly. You know, she's a mum and she's thinking, God, am I even, I remember one mum saying to me, God, I used to, you know, we used to talk dirty and all sorts. And then I felt like, God, should I be doing this now? Like I'm a mother. And him saying, yeah, she's like the mother of my children. She's not this sexual plaything anymore. And I think the role thing is a real struggle for people. Did you struggle like that when you had your kids? Yeah. I mean, I remember, I think part of what biology does is it makes you want to have sex until you get pregnant. So be, why people feel, guys feel tricked is that we have a lot of sex before or when we're dating or before we get married because we, we want to get pregnant. And then, like you said, it's so brilliant is that once you have that baby, biology says, let's not get pregnant again. So something mm-hmm. internally says, get away from me. I'm already yep. busy with this one. Your body has changed so much. Someone has come out of your vagina or out of your stomach or however you've gotten the kid, if you adopted or fostered or surrogate, like mm. it, all of a sudden you have a role that you don't even know about yet. You just you just landed on planet Earth as a mother. So mm. to try to figure out the relationship with the baby is your full-time goal. Your relationship with your husband takes a second place. That's right, yeah. For, for, for a really long time mm. because mm. you are trying to figure out how do I keep this thing alive? And the thought of turning off the lights and having someone else, I also... I think you're overtouched as a mother. So if you're breastfeeding, if you had stitches, if you just feel like different, your whole body feels different because you just raised a human in your stomach. I mean, that's a lot of work. I think that for a man then to be like, let's get naked and let's make out. You're like, first of all, Mm -hmm. gross. Second of all, have you seen this? And I think we do a disservice with all these people on Instagram, all these women showing how quickly you bounce back. For for what? I mean, if, great if you do, but I don't know that that's the goal. The goal is to ease into life's transitions. And so I, I think 
you'll, you will want to have sex again. I think she will because she'll want to have another baby at some point. <laughs> yeah. But I think also that the, the main issue that I have with all this or not have with all this. So the main thing that I see where couples go very wrong is that they don't talk about it. They don't, they, so the husband is saying to me, God, I'm never going to have sex again. So, and sees it as an end of sex, not an interruption. So if you have a chat as a couple and you go, look, I don't feel like sex at the moment because of all the reasons that we've just talked about. I'm so sorry, but this is just how it's going to be for a bit. Is that okay? He, the husband's a, a they're so grateful for that. They're like, so oh, grateful. okay, I can do that. And then what What couples, the couples that I've spoken to do, they do low effort sex. They do, you know, maybe you don't feel like sex, but you wouldn't mind giving him a blowjob or, a, you know, or watching him masturbate or, or, you know, he uses, you know, the vibrator on you. You have quick, like, little snippets of sex. You sort of little bites at sex. And then it gets, you know, two years, three. I think it goes on like that for about two to 20 four years at least, right? 20 years. Yeah. 20 years. 20 years. <laughs> It goes so, on for until yeah, your kids are older. It goes on for a really, yeah. and and some people, I have some friends who just enjoy sex. It's a big part of their life and it always has been. And that's kind of a lead connection point in their marriage. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for me, but it was for my husband. And so I just did exactly what you said. I just did it. I wouldn't say I enjoyed it or hated it, but I just, I didn't have a feeling either way, but I knew it was important to him. Also, if you can, as a woman, just decide you're going to turn turn off your your feeling about it and think of it more as like exercise. Like if this is important to him and you love him, can you just lay there like a, like, like I did? Mm. I'd be like, I would, I would, I would move, but who has time? Let's go ahead. I don't want to have 20 years of sex like that. Not 20 years, but it's like a good five or six years where you are tired. Exhausted. And I also think what what happens is that, because you haven't had sex and you haven't talked about it, then it becomes the sort of, you know, the avoid thing. So, Rather than watch a sexy show together on TV, which might actually get you in the mood and put you back in that sort of frame of mind, you avoid it because you don't want this whole, you know, it's the elephant in the room, you're not having sex. So, and then of course that works in reverse. So rather than, so do the opposite, do sex, you know, say to your husband, look, I'm not necessarily going to want to have sex, but can we sleep naked? Let's have a bath and a glass of wine in the bath in the two seconds that you get free. And also, so make sure that you don't, you keep getting naked with each other. And if you keep talking about it, going, we'll come back soon. Come on, I'm sure, you know, a little while. And and you still act like sexual beings, even though you're not having sex. That also helps a lot, I think. Yeah. No, I think you keep talking about it. And I know a lot of people who still have great sex during that time and good for them. It's just, you don't beat yourself up for wherever you are, which is really hard to do. It's really Mm -hmm. hard to do. But I do think if you love your partner and you guys talk about it, you can hear, he might say, can we just do it twice a month? And you can yeah. be like, you know what? I can wrap my head around that. Yeah. I can exactly. pick a, pick a number that you can it, live with. You can solve with. everything. Yeah. Yes, that's a very good idea is to make some sort of schedule. And also once you do that, then the affection comes back because otherwise you're going to be avoiding every time he comes to color you thinking, oh God, he wants sex. And, you know, that's the biggest killer of it. That will kill the marriage, not just the sex life. So talk, 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 agree on some things, bargain. You know, sex is part of your relationship. It's the same way you say, right, I want you to take out the rubbish and I'm going to do. That's what I did. I was like, if you will, if you'll do that project in the backyard, I'll have sex with you. And if that's wrong, I don't want to be right. Because I think we all have a, a currency, 
I went, I remember going around, when I was at Cosmo, she won't mind me telling the story, I had the fantastic editor, she was called Pat Ingram, and I remember going around to her house and her husband was sitting there like, and he was hemming her jeans. And I was like saying, what are you doing? And he said, she told me if I do this, we'd, we could have sex. And I just thought, how fabulous. It That's really exactly how it up. was in our house. I was like, if yeah, you do that, I'll do marriage. this. Yeah. And it's, 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 you're bartering for what you need. And everybody yeah. wants, and everyone gets turned on by something. When Nate would do something around the house, I would be like, talk dirty to me. You know, that <laughs> was, yeah, a hundred percent. And then if I wore high heels out with my girlfriends, I was like, well, I know that I'm going to have to do it now because that's his thing. So mm. anyway. Every man's thing, isn't it? High God, heels. isn't it? I agree. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I feel like we solved the world's problems again today. Good. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Onwards Making sex in America talkable. With Tracy Tell Cox. Tell us all your problems. Yes, send stuff in. Amen. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk. If you'd like your question answered on the show, send it to us at sextalkpod.com. So that's S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D.com. You'll find info about my books, sex products, and more sex advice at tracycox.com. And that's Tracy with an E. If you like this podcast, please send it to your friends and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 